HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Roth, Wisconsin, makers of the world's best cheese and pioneers in the U.S. artisan cheese movement. For more information, visit RothCheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you from Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jacqueline Raposo, the producer and one of your hosts here. It's winter. Ben, my darling co-host and dear friend, is hard at work in Portland, Oregon. And in his absence, I'm taking a little personal hibernation. But we've got a really lovely series to share with you, Couples of the Food World. We've asked five couples in the food and hospitality industries the same questions about how they make working, living, and loving together happen. Where are the joys, and where are the hardships? Today we're sharing a show we recorded a few weeks ago and saved just for you. So we hope you enjoy it. And if you want to find out what we are doing right now, who we are dating, and how we are loving, you can always find us as at Love Bites Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And don't forget to tag us on your tweets and photos, or use the hashtag GiveLove so that we can follow along with what you are doing, too. Happy winter. Enjoy the show. Joe and Jill Dobias are the husband and wife team behind Joe and Mrs. Doe. On top of running their very delicious, intimate, get-there-now restaurant, catering and event company, Joe's competed on television, Jill's cocktail work is incredibly creative, as was her prior career as a professional ballet dancer, and both of their work has been much beloved by people who like to like food and drink. They live in the West Village with their rescue dogs, Rena and Gotti, and we are very excited to have them with us in the studio today. Welcome to Love Bites, Joe and Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. How you doing? Very well. Very good. Thank you. They're nervous. <laughs> I can sense yeah. it. 
It's like I feel like we're nervous too, though. Are we? I, well, I I don't know. This is like the first of the series that we're doing with couples, and it's cold. It's true. We don't want to ruin any relationships. We don't. You know? And I feel like we've already. I feel like we're already putting pressure on certain things. And all right. Well, well, let's just jump into it. So let's get some backstory. Well, let me on just this say couple in that I own fifty-two percent of the business. So, so if anyone's oh, walking oh, away on top, right <laughs> I like that. I like that. If somebody's walking there's away, a little, it's there's not a hint good. of a threat there. I, I, I'll let her answer all questions first today <laughs> <laughs> to well, formulate my answer appropriately. Yay, I'm liking this already. So let's let's start from the beginning. Let's do some basics. How long have you guys been together in total? Now I think we're going on our 12th year together. 12. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be doing a lot of awing. And <laughs> we're Aww. just over three years of official marriage, though. Yeah, we, got we just got married in 2013. Oh, wow. So you're, so it's, do you feel like you still have a newlywed glow about you or no? As 12 years, you're like, ah, it's 12 years. I, I think so. I think that we have um, a different kind of relationship now. We're, we're coming into our sort of a adult relationship before we were children, I think. And we were wild and carefree. Not that we aren't anymore, but now we're starting to talk about, you know, realistic things like, you know, children and. Will we ever own a home one day? Or yeah. stuff like that? <laughs> that Are we going to live in a five-floor walk-up forever? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, that is pretty living. adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. You know, not no longer what paint color is. Just like now, it's like, is this it? You know, four hundred <laughs> square feet. So. Oh, city living is so <laughs> yeah. scary. Well, how did you guys meet? When and how did you meet? Go back to twelve oh years yeah. ago. Okay, um, so Joe and I met in a restaurant twelve years ago on Sullivan Street. It was my first day as a server. Your very first my day? My very first day, and it was his last day as the chef of this restaurant. And Joe lived above the restaurant with another girl at the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know, I know. It's that's, starting... That's starting, romantic, though. It's starting you know, to get scandalous. Yeah. Um, so... She was uh, not the other woman, don't worry. No, no, no. I really wasn't. And that's not, like, my thing anyway. Um, but so Joe, um, I guess, was like... So I, so I met him in the restaurant. It was my first day. I had no idea what I was doing, really. Um, I had worked in other restaurants before, but I didn't have, like, much experience in the business. So I went to run food to a table, and the only thing I remember about... Um, our experience was that he told me to get my head out of my ass. <laughs> and that was our first meeting. So I am a true romantic um, guy. Yeah, romantic. Joe. And I, and I remember him, although he swears against it, I remember him wearing a bandana in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's like, I've never worn a bandana <laughs> that was not in me. life. So I went to run food to a table. He was. I was like, you want me to run this? He's like, yeah, get your head out of your ass. Gentlemen, remember that line. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> it will lead to 12. Yes, Wear a bandana exactly. and, and throw even funnier right in now. our in our New York Times wedding announcement, they changed it to or we had to what change it dropping? to no, like it. get your head out of the clouds because they like didn't want to like <laughs> put that in print. the New York Times. They're always watering, <laughs> really? watering down Man. the truth. Um, and well, then who asked who out first? Well, okay, like, so sorry. That so Joe was Joe was breaking up with the girl that whatever, and and I was still working in the restaurant, and he was working in another restaurant but he still lived above and he was throwing out his pizza boxes every day in front of the restaurant <laughs> and I would be like hey you know I'd like wait I'd like wave to him are you sad and my single days box? had a lot of options of food pizza <laughs> yeah, pizza pizza yeah <laughs> toppings yeah. Yeah. pepperoni one night yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he came in 
and gave me his number. And the first time I had ever done that to a girl. Get your head out ever. of your ass. Here's my number. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> and then he like, you know, he like chased me and then I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll date you. Okay. Whatever you want." Wait, so he ch- wait. <laughs> he he had to work on you a little bit. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you not into him? At not first? into him. Well, not. so so what so what worked because the whole idea of persistence, I think, is very interesting in dating and I think that's lacking a lot with Well, I feel like there's the, the fear you could ter- push someone like you could be like too much. You don't want to push someone away. You also don't want to be like, as a guy in today's world, you don't want to be like, you know, too perceived as yeah. too aggressive or be, the, you know. And then on the flip side, now we've talked about how a lot of people rely on online dating. And so in real mm. life situations, just, they don't yeah. really have the, the guts to sort of go after something. So what did you do, Joe, that worked, Jill? All, all I can say that, well, I'll, I'll, I'll step in once. I know that you asked that to Jill, but I I, I missed the da- online dating. Yeah, and I did too. Yeah, we're we're I, thankfully we didn't miss anything. I, I, yeah. I, I thankfully, I thankfully, we missed I, the I, internet. I thankfully yeah. missed that. Yeah. So you know, what did you do? Yeah, Joe, what did you do? Like you know, I had never I had never gone out of my way to ask a female out before ever. You know, Aww. so it was sort of one of those things. Like if I like the someone, came sort to of, him. <laughs> you know, I he had ladies knocking on his door all day. Uh, it wasn't really like that. It was. Uh, painfully shy and uh, sort of broke out of that bubble when I went to college and uh, did a lot of public speaking, uh, became a chef and sort of started to wear things on the outside of my pants, you know, that I didn't before. And I thought a lot of myself, you know, at that age. And I think that I was just, uh, you know, I guess on a hot streak. And <laughs> Jill, Jill thought I'm that... I'm glad it, you thought all of Jill, that. Jill, <laughs> you know, and I, I think Jill got the perception that I was just this, you know, arrogant, you know, jerk that sort of just had a girlfriend and was looking for, an, you know, a nice rebound situation or something like that. But I kind of stuck around. And it wasn't about... Um, you know, the typical hookup or anything like that, like it goes these days, you know, online dating, I think a lot of times in apps, you know, from a male perspective anyway, just the way I look at it is, you know, they're trying to have sex with you most often not, you know, and and, and that's just the reality of it. Um, that's why I think that face-to-face interaction is still important and, and being able to, you know, uh, not wear her down, but, you know, see her often enough and, and show interest often enough. And, Jill's nodding. Yeah. Like, now he wore me down. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, like, if, if, if it were up to her, she would have been like, yeah, 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 we'll go out on a date and then you'll you'll go away just like the rest of them. So. Aww. Yeah, I was kind of just, like, <laughs> off in my own world. And Joe, like, texted me from his Nokia phone. <laughs> and, um. <laughs> my flip phone. You think, like, you had to press the button. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. it three times to get the L and you're like, yeah. You missed it. Um, we're not that old, but I feel like we both kind of miss the internet dating, as Joe said. And, like, I was telling him this morning when we were walking to the train, like, my life kind of just, like, happens around me and I'm, like, participating <laughs> in it. I didn't, like, plan anything out for myself. Like most girls, well, say, good because then your plans would have all been fucked. Yeah, anyway. I guess so. <laughs> so. But like most girls say to me, like, "Oh my god, did you like plan your wedding dress and like your first baby name and like?" And I, I just didn't even it never even crossed my mind. Well, so like none of this, baby sh- name none of this shit. None She's of lying it. about that. No, well, I, I do have a baby <laughs> name, but like no, no, none of this stuff. So, so when Joe, like, I still feel like this that Joe picked me, and if he hadn't picked me to be his like wife then I would just be like out in the world like wandering <laughs> like not dating anybody I don't Maybe. think that I, I do oh. I, I, I seriously do I, I would be like doing my own thing somewhere well but, tell me yeah. in in tell me from both of your perspectives what did what do you remember about what falling in love felt like and like 
you know, five or six words. Like, think back to actually falling in love with your partner. What did that feel like? For me, it was, like, a really exciting time because I had come out of a relationship that wasn't too healthy. My partner had had a pretty bad drug problem and things of that nature, alcohol, and it didn't go so well at the end, and I sort of wanted like a riddance of that whole situation and and Jill coming along was like this fresh and exciting and and sort of clean perspective to things and um, an intellectual equal that I had not had before and and I really enjoyed you know and I I realized that was something I was missing cute Um, another collective um, (laughs) how about you Jill uh, for me I think like I was I knew I'm talking to do it (laughs) Um, I, uh, knew that, sorry, (laughs) um, when I no longer became uptight (laughs) that I knew like I was certainly in love because like my mom's like, you know, pretty intense and like, you know, come from kind of a conservative Jewish family (laughs) and Joe is like, just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. He's just kind (laughs) of like a little bit more easygoing and like, just can like laugh at himself. And I think I took myself like a little too seriously before I met Joe and he was able to help me relax. And that's something relaxing in my family is is a hard, is a hard thing. Four letter word. So after you went through this process of falling in love, who, like, admitted it to the other person first? Who said, I love you first? Do you remember? Do I, you? I don't, I don't remember. I think I did, um, just because I'm a sap like that. And uh, Yeah, he, like, gets me cards. I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a two-card guy. I'm, like, the one that's funny. It's, like, you know, a dick yeah, joke. He, and then the other like one is, like, real cards. sappy, like, Aww. you know, a long one. Then I'll write stuff in it. I'm She's like, like, what are you? You wrote all this in there? Yeah, or she's like, like, love like, Jill. You know? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I like, I'm like you're so scribble on, a, scribble on a napkin. Like, it's cool. She comes from, the you know, the family of, like, price tags on the gifts. Like, don't look at how much it costs. Yeah, just take the present. Yeah. You know, it's in a bag that was, you know, from TJ Maxx. Like, it's still in the bag. Well, speaking of scribbling, I think that's a good transition to playing our game for today. Let's play the oldlywed game. Like we can't quite call it the newlywed game. Well, yes, well like no, that's midly, we're, we're calling this across the board the oldlywed yes. game because okay. I think it's because you're not exactly newlywed. So, listeners, before uh, they came on the show today, I asked them five questions and they scribbled down their answers for themselves and for their partner. So, will you please? This is about to get. So, will you please grab your little scraps of paper? And we're going to start with all right. So, number one, Joe, what is Jill's favorite? Comfort food. This is a hard question for me because. Um, oh, he's already backpedaling. Yeah, I'm backpedaling. <laughs> I'm giving a, a politician's answer right now. Uh, I went with a, a breakfast type item that she, we for eight years we've been doing brunch together, and uh, she has this way of coming to me and always asking me for a buttered roll. So it's probably wrong, but uh, it, is, it that is right. It's wrong, but um, <laughs> you know I do appreciate a buttered roll. And she always says to me, "Do you want to split a buttered roll?" And then I turn I around for my half, morning. and it's gone. She's yeah. eating the whole thing. What was what was your answer, Joe? Um, Lay's classic potato chips. Ooh. Uh, all right, Those are good. Okay. All right, yeah. Jill. What is Joe's favorite comfort food? Um, say hands down pizza. Yes. Is that oh. oh yes, we have a winner. Ben, do you want to do number two? Okay. Here All right. Is... So, oh, oh, we have to keep score. So Jill has one. Jill <laughs> has one. One, yes. Okay. One for Jill. Okay. Here's our second question. What is the what is your partner's signal for 
Let's get it on. Jill cuts the chase and just says, uh, let's sexy time, where she gives me like a little paw and goes, babe. I, that is so right. That is, <laughs> that is, that is right. Yes, time um, And then, um, well, this is tough for me, to be honest with you, but I said, uh, he tells me he wants to make a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is that right? That might be my recent uh, yeah, that answer, is recent. But, it, but, but usually I just grab her and, and then thrust on her. Yeah. Like, like a little dog. Oh, it's so kind, of, kind of unromantic. So I guess I was wrong. Yeah. All right. <laughs> one, one. one to one. One to one. Okay, number three. What's on the flip side? What's your code word for you're in trouble? You go first. Jill, you want to go first? Um, I call him Joe. Yes. Versus she, she never calls me. I Joe. don't call what him by know? his Is name. Is there a tone of voice? Oh. Uh, certainly, and, there, and, and she and she <laughs> no, never. She, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like that. But it, it, she never calls me Joe. It's always babe or honey or sweet yeah, or pumpkin or Joe. whatever food Joe, item she can it's get. It's like serious business. So. Like, it's like when your mother uses your middle name. You know, you so was that correct, Joe? Yes, it is. That was, oh, so that was correct. All yeah, right. Two, correct. two for two. There we go. Yeah, that's the signal. Okay. And, and Joe, yours for? Um, I'm going to go with, I, I call her Karen. That's like a sign to chill out because that's, that's her word. Biatch coming out. He calls out. me Karen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> two, two, correct. Two. Where's the bell? Where's the bell, David? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Two, two. All right. Yes. The judges nice were job. just still weighing in on that one. Um, okay. What? Is your partner's favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, Jill's is the Negroni. Correct. Correct. Ooh, and, correct. And, and, she, and she will go out of her way to tell the bartender the way she likes it, the ratio. As well. People, well, people think it's obnoxious, but no. you know what? If, yeah. if, she doesn't like it. It's so yeah, easy to make a bad Negroni. Yeah. If somebody gives it to me with one and a half ounces of gin, there is no way I'm drinking it. Okay. <laughs> one, she one, can. One. If she has two of them. She's dead. <laughs> and I prefer Spanish vermouth over Italian vermouth and lots oh, of ice boy. in a big rocks glass. Okay. If you're wondering. <laughs> Bartenders out there, be ready. Take Not note. particular at all. Okay. Jill. Um, okay, uh, beer. Yes. <laughs> three, 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 all right. Three. Okay, and the final question is, what would your partner's, like, last meal be, last supper be? Um, I would say steak for Jill, but it could be uh, more specifically like a, a tomahawk ribeye or something with a giant bone in. A, a and yes, he's bone. a and no, and, no, right. and no starch yes, either. Yes. No starch. Oh. Yep, yep, thousand percent right. Tomahawk will be like <laughs> gnawing on that bone. Um, and uh, <laughs> pizza for him. Yes, from, and more specifically from Coliseo. Yeah, Coliseo pizza. Okay. Oh my goodness, they died. That was really well, impressive. That was amazing. That was we really, really do love each you other. You do, and you know, oh, hey. oh love is abundant. Well, oh, and they kissed too. Oh, good. Nobody. So yeah. Oh, all right. So we're no, staying together. You did not ruin a marriage. We did not ruin. Very. Yes, we're going to take a commercial. I know. We'll be back to ruin There's it. Don't more worry. To come. We'll be entering the dark side, yeah. and then we'll return from break. But um, on that very positive note, we're going to take a short break to hear a word about our sponsor. But before we get to that, a reminder that you can find all of our shows archived on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as at www.heritageradionetwork.org. And while you're there, we'd love to have you throw a few dollars toward Heritage Radio as a nonprofit, member-supportive 
station devoted to all things food. Your money goes directly towards helping our tiny and devoted team produce over 30 weekly live shows, plus members-only events and special programs. So head to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and we will love you forever. We'll be right back. And this track is called Love It by our former intern, Malcolm. We'll be right back. Have you tasted the world's best cheese? Grand Cru Sourchois is the 2016 World Cheese Champion. Our partners at Roth, Wisconsin make this gorgeous Alpine-style cheese in the rolling hills of Greene County, Wisconsin. Grand Cru Sourchois is produced by hand in Swiss copper vats and finished by aging on spruce planks. The quality milk and careful craftsmanship bring out the award-winning light floral notes, nutty undertones, a hint of fruitiness, and a mellow finish. Perfect with Riesling and Muscat, Grand Cru Sourchois is a guaranteed hit for any occasion. Check out their other offerings at RothCheese.com. You'll discover Buttermilk Blue and their newest release, Prairie Sunset, the golden-hued love child of Mimolette and Gouda. You'll also find recipes like the Raclette Reuben and Tomato Tartlets. Everything you need to know about the world's best cheese is at RothCheese.com. And we are back with Joe and Jill Dobias of Joe and Mrs. Joe in the East Village. Um, So we're doing this series on couples in the food industry. And now we're going to talk specifically about... You guys working together in the food industry. So, Joe, you are the chef behind Joe and Mrs. Doe. And, Jill, you do the front of house stuff, the cocktail program, the, the social media, the marketing, the PR, many, many hats there, many, many fancy, adorable ballerina hats there. So, um, so starting from the beginning, and listeners, a little sort of, I, I know a little bit about them also because I've written about them for the Village Voice, and they're just really badass people who I have an enormous amount of respect for. So I want to dig a little bit more into how this happened that you work together and the joys and the frustrations of it's a, it's a really hard field having a mm-hmm. restaurant in New York City and being a chef is exhausting and doing front of house stuff. You guys do it all together. Um, you did it all on your own. You put all of your money into it. You don't have partners, correct? You just, this is your baby. Correct. So you're financially independent with your restaurant. How many seats do you have in your restaurant? That's 24 to 26. 24 to 26. Depending on how many you squeeze. Depending on how many you squeeze, <laughs> plus your events, and you do a lot of uh, a lot of film shoots and television shoots and catering for large businesses. You guys cover a lot. So in the be- so in the beginning, were you worried about working together in the same field, in the same business as a couple? You know, I, I can speak for myself on the whole thing that you know I tell the story often that. The original incarnation of the restaurant, Joe Doe, was, you know, my dream, if you will. But it was it was conceived and realized by Jill and her mother, you know, pushing me into saying, you know, like, you're intolerable as a as a as an employee, you know, and, and this is probably why you keep leaving. <laughs> he kept jobs. getting fired from his jobs. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> well, I was a, you know, um, a young a young boy, and I, I got myself a, a chef job probably way too early. It was supposed to be a sous chef job, but turned into a chef job because the chef was a drunk, and uh, like a lot of us are. And uh, you know, it, it ends up happening. And um, you know, I was there to step up and take the keys at way too early of an age, and 
uh, sort of got it in my mind that I was never to not hold them again, and that was probably mm. not the right perspective to have at that time. But um, you know, opening my own restaurant and and doing all of those things, now I have a, a, a much deeper respect for the ownership and the, and the people that I did work with in the past. That um, you know, as many of us think in the chef world, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, the reality is, like when you're cutting checks, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit different. You know, you end up realizing just how hard and just how um, emotional that process is and it goes well beyond money um, it goes into a personal pride kind of situation so now back to me and how I'm trying to get to that like what Jill was doing in the beginning for me was, was helping me realize that I could open a restaurant in the city and that um, it was something that even though we're going to struggle uh, we could do you know because in my mind it was um you know, and I think this is a, is a realization of a lot of mom and pop business that you need millions of dollars to open a restaurant in the city. While that is still true, <laughs> there is a reality of trying to get it done on, on the opposite end of the spectrum. And when you brought up all the things that we do, that's because of Jill being the ultimate hustler. So we hustle, so, I love that word. Yeah, so, we, you know, we have the New York City hustle where... Yeah, I definitely she, have some, some hustle. <laughs> you know, and, and I think I've taught her to, um, to be far more aggressive than she was before and I think that there was some sort of timidness in her where um, I almost like helped her tap her inner strength of, of being the boss like and I don't think that she really thought she was a boss but you know if you ever met her mother before like she comes from a line of, of, of bosses, females of bosses like some real strong bosses strong female personality 52 percenters yeah. Yeah. yeah I find that like um, like in a business setting, like now I've kind of come into my own and I take the pressure off of Joe a lot where he used to feel like he was the only one that, you know, could lead the ship. And I oftentimes send him home and I deal with things that you wouldn't think that I would, you know, would normally deal with plumbing situations, electrical situations, things that, that you know, the, the girl that runs the front of house is not normally dealing with. Um, but, you know, Joe has taught me well, and I feel like oftentimes I can boss people around and get what I want by being sweet. And, <laughs> you know, people can't tell me no. So <laughs> it's... Uh, That's why I'm here. Yeah. So you're doing a wonderful job of sharing all of the ways in which you've enriched your lives through work and how it works out and all the positives. I'm wondering if now you <laughs> might be able to share Ooh. what some of the challenges might be of... Well, there are definitely, yeah, there are definitely lentils thrown and, um, (laughs) we specifically lentils because that did happen. That was a uh, couple of lemons that day. Yeah, lemons and an ice bin. Um, Let's go to specifically (laughs) that for a second. Like what sparks, what sparks things getting thrown at each other? Because you both have very strong personalities. You're in a small restaurant in a small space that's high pressure for what you both cover. So what does it take to throw lentils and lemons at each other? So, you know, I, I can tell from my own self-introspection, it was mostly my fault in the beginning. I'm a very hot-headed wow. person, and um, I had a tendency to sort of roll over everyone, and including myself. So, you know, almost undo things that I was doing positively with my mouth or with my reactions towards things. Um, maybe acting very Trumpian, if you want to use a current mm-hmm. terminology. Well, but, the you good know, news Jill, is, yeah. Jill was able to really temper that, and I think that... Also, we were able to together realize like there's a certain point where you have to just give up and let the other person have their way and also figure out what your roles are. She's stronger than me doing certain things that I used to do. 
and like vice what? versa. You know, like uh, you know, things like I used to do with like deal with purveyors, deal with uh, you know, like the fire department, the health department. Uh, go to court about things, and this is all real, realistic things. You know, chefs don't get to do this a lot of times, but you know, Center Street will be your friend if you own a business in this uh, city because you know everybody wants a piece of your action. Everybody has a hand in your pocket, and if you don't have a front house component like that, it's it's very hard for a chef to to try to you know. And I don't want to be too philosophical about it and get all you know artistic on you, but like it's tough to clear your head and say like, well, you know, what's going to go well with the beats tonight when somebody's barking at you about. Money, you know, or, money or whatever or yeah. regulation Permit. or something, or something. yeah, yeah. Right. so it's good to have a counterpart actually that's a that's a you know I'm glad you brought that up because we were recently on Long Island at a restaurant um, and you could just tell that this chef didn't have a me so and just like it, he was like in, the, in, the, in the, the kitchen, kitchen like sta- staring at us from the host stand trying to make sure that everything was okay it was like it was like too it was much too yeah it's like and so when people say like what when people say to joe like i really want to open a restaurant that are like his age or whatever he's like yeah you got to find a wife that knows <laughs> the business but or it's gonna to- or it's gonna tolerate the hours you have to mm-hmm. put in that's another thing that you were saying before is like you know how do you work together you know well, in my mind, it's like, why, w- why wouldn't we work together? Because I would barely mm-hmm. ever see her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so true. it was, it was not, con- not only convenient that we fell into the same business together, but sort of like um, super beneficial for both of us because we're, we're smart enough to, to learn from our mistakes and we haven't repeated our mistakes, thank God, and when it comes to our, our relationship or our business. Well, you I'm going to circle you back to Ben's question, though. Like, what are some of those hard things? What are some of the mistakes? Like, what gets you angry at each other I mean, underest- because you work together. I mean, underestimating the amount of time you actually are going to spend together, you know, and and and, and um, being able to tolerate things that in most relationships, you know, maybe someone w- would just explode and be like, oh, I'm going to the bar or whatever. You can't escape from the other person in a way now, so you have to learn even more coping skills in order to deal with things that maybe you wouldn't want to deal with before, you wouldn't have to. Because they would go to work for eight hours, you'd go to work for ten hours, and you'd see each other for an hour or two before bed. That's not really the relationship we've cultivated, though. Now we have had open, conscious conversations about how to differentiate between work mm-hmm. and not work. And, that, you know, what we were joking before about Karen, like, you know, there's a junction. You know, I, I always call it the Starbucks junction. As we're walking the work across town, we pass Broadway, and then you know, work Karen comes in, and Jill's gone. Yep. You know, and then that happens. Smart. Like on the on the walk, I like it's just like a natural thing. I start going through the list of things we have to do that day, and like his schedule, and like Joe again. Like I said, I was walking around like, and just my life is happening around me. Well, Joe kind of is like that now too because I plan his entire life. Okay, <laughs> so like I'm his publicist. I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm his secretary. I answer his emails. Like the other day, someone was saying like they they didn't have their husband's email on their phone. I was like, you don't have your husband's email on your phone? Like, <laughs> like I thought that that was a regular thing. Like I just and it, I think you know that that's one thing that we take for granted now um, that a lot of relationships don't have is like you know we are genuinely open and honest with each other. It's not because we uh, feel an obligation or anything like that. I, I just think that there is no other way, you know, and there is. Especially when we're doing business together, too. What am I supposed to do? Hide money from her? Like, hide, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me, like, how we couldn't share a bank account, how we couldn't share our life in, in our bed. And so, wait, did we answer business. the original question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe. In a, in a, a roundabout I mean, enough way. Is, yes. is, are, you, are you looking for, like, one specific incident no, that would, like, right. set, other, us, other set us off? Ben, go ahead. You look like you have a question. Yeah. Um, well, I guess my question does pertain a little bit to what you were just talking about, which is, like, um, 
how does when you are with Karen, but you want to talk to Jill, like how does that play out, and like how do you navigate those waters? Um, I think through just uh, general experience, uh, unfortunately, like we've had to have some fights. You know, we've had a lot of you know pretty serious fights. You know, we we're, we're not without emotion. Two of us run very high on it. You know, and then. Uh, we're also very high on opinion, so uh, couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you know, I, I I think the best way to answer it is just you, you have to, at some point, humble yourself to the idea that you're not always right. And I think that was definitely a challenge for me. And I don't know if it happened until I was 32 years old, and you know that was only five years ago. So uh, she's only had a, an adult in her relationship with <laughs> for for five of the 12 years. You know, it it really is. You know, have to grow up, and you have to. Um, Joe Joe has gotten a lot better at um, like understanding when to like back off, and me the same with like between Jill and Karen. <laughs> um, and now I can recognize myself when I'm becoming Karen and when I need to just, like, chill out. Like, it's just eggs. Like, yeah. it's it's okay. You give yourself parameters. Like, when we go home, we turn off. Or, like, do you have a, do you have a way of when you... When you go to Long Island to see your family, when you because you guys work so much, like do you give yourself space to be like we're not going to work together right now? We're just going to be Joe and Jill. We're going to be husband and wife. Do you ever do that, or do you have ways that you I, I forced, try to do that, or, yeah. is it, or is it just too intertwined at this point? No, I, I think that we've we've forced ourselves. I, I kind of forced it because you know Jill has a way of sometimes maybe just one one topic will bring up twenty, you know, and it becomes a yes. river, um, you know. So I. I was very conscious, I think, recently, you know, maybe halfway through our, our restaurant where we just said, like, we have to go out of our way. It, it was when we owned, our, you know, had a second business as well um, that wasn't the catering, which is a little bit easier for us to manage. When we had two retail businesses at the same time, the pressure level was through the roof. But that was when we were like, this is when we have to now segregate, like, this is a day off. We can't talk about payroll. We can't talk about how much yeah. money. Yeah. Also, when we got our dogs, I think like <laughs> yeah. Rena's like two years ago, right? We yeah. got Rena, and she's a senior dog. So she, we got her at eight, and now, well, now she's ten, and and it kind of made us want to spend more time at home. And like we had boxes in our apartment like for seven years. Like we <laughs> that we didn't we, unpack. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> unpack. We had like a frat fridge. It was yeah. like um, we ketchup like mustard. And like I love mayonnaise, so anything with mayonnaise, like. But you know, it's it, it, having our dogs like really made us kind of like be like, okay, like we need to have like a home. Like now we have a reason to go home between brunch and dinner. Like we didn't have that reason before, so sometimes we would stay at the restaurant for like fifteen to eighteen hours, like yeah. just like. And that's working. something too in the beginning of, of of the restaurant. You know, everybody knows who's opened a restaurant. The, the first year or two, you know, God willing, if you stay in business. It are the most difficult, and that's when you're going to literally evaporate from life. You know, no one's going to see you an- anymore. Even on the days off, you're at the restaurant trying to figure out what happened the week before that was screwed up, or hey, you know what? Now we got a plumbing issue that we didn't think we were going to have, and- or how to increase your sales, or how to book yeah. more events, or and like from my perspective, like I don't turn off. It just doesn't happen. Okay. Like, what's really funny is that. I force it. Yeah. Like, uh, one time we were at one of Harold Dieterle's restaurants and a friend of ours, and we were talking. and So yummy. 
So yeah. So good. So, yeah. And and he was like, so um, missed. Yeah, so, yeah, totally, yeah. totally miss yeah. miss him. But um, he was talking about like, oh, you know, like I saw that picture of the steak. Like, who do you get? Who do you get your beef from? And I was like, yeah, right. Like, I'm gonna tell you my beef purveyor. Like, he only sells to me. Like, fuck you. Like, like no, you're gonna steal my freaking beef. Like, no. <laughs> like, but like, so I can't even like sometimes turn off in social situations. We were just recently at a friendsgiving, and it's like right away this like girl like didn't like us. Because, like, we were just... We were stealing we were, her thunder. Yeah, we were, like, stealing her, her like, stuffing... <laughs> we were stealing it her... It was stuffing gate that stuffing night. Stuffing we'll, thunder. We'll get it that later. And, like, Joe and I were, like, in the kitchen kind of, like, taking over. But, like, not intentionally, just because, like, we're... Just sort of way we gravitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gravitate towards the kitchen. Like, they were... Our friends were, like, floundering with their turkey a little bit. Sorry, Frank Amell. And um, <laughs> it was hot in the apartment. She wouldn't open the windows because the plants would die. Yada, yada. <laughs> like... It's we, hard to be an accidental food snob, isn't it? You're yeah. Like, yeah. Accidentally, a food snob. I didn't even mean to. I brought I know, a nice bottle of wine, and I like wanted to pour it and talk about it, and nobody to. was interested. It's and not like, your fault. You know more than everybody else. Know. You know, it's just you can't help it. Well, how? I mean, you've been together for twelve years. Your restaurant's been open for eight. The industry has changed a lot since you've been together, and since you've had this particular location. So, how has your the dynamic of your relationship changed the most? In let's just say the eight years that you've had the restaurant itself, as far as how you work as a couple when you were in the restaurant together, how would you say your relationship has changed the most considering, you know, how the, how the restaurant has changed and how the industry has changed around you? I know that's a big Outside, question. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that for, and I mean, for both of us, I think that we've, we've become more adult about the whole situation and we've learned to, uh, um, appreciate what we want to do in the business. And by that, I mean, like, especially from my own perspective, uh, when I first opened the restaurant, it was called Jodo. It was um, an exercise in arrogance and in, in uh, like a bravo kind of me kind of spirit. You know, like I was, I was trying to be big, bigger, better, faster, more than, you know, these restaurants that now I don't really, I, I realize I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of a big company. I don't want to open up 12 places and have one in Singapore. Like maybe one day we want to do that. But I think that, uh, for me, I, I've garnered way more appreciation of what Jill and I create with our own hands. And, um, I'm like sort of painfully artisan in that way where I, I, not that I refuse to make money. I want to make money because my wife wants to be rich and all that. You know, like she wants to be wealthy. It's true. But you know, I, <laughs> we all secretly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say it secretly. out loud. I don't care. Yeah, but I, I want to be like filthy rich. And if he is going to live in a shack by the river, like that's fine. But like, I'm not going to <laughs> he can come so. visit you on exactly. weekends. Uh, see that? You yeah, know, like I, I, I just believe that you know because um, I am one of the suckers who did get into this business not for money, and I didn't, I didn't. I really didn't do it for money. I've never done it for money. I never made a lot of money doing it. And um, I know there are a lot of people who want to be like the investor in their place. You know, they want to live like the billionaire flosser baller. Like, uh, it makes me cringe, you know, because I have a lot of work left at me. And I think that um, I, I feel like next steps for us would be trying to secure that restaurant that I could hand to my child one day or my children. And, um, I'm back and forth sometimes on whether or not Manhattan is a place for something like that. Because, you know, even places like Gramercy Tavern and Union Square Cafe and, like, you know, you know, Boulay's places, like, all these amazing chefs that are just, I, I think, the world of, and, and, you know, maybe in 30, 40 years I would be regarded that way. But um, 
when I was 20, I thought I was already there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So, like, now I, I, you've gained that perspective. You know, and that's... But well, that's, even... The, I mean, Union Square Cafe, that, yeah. that's 17 years and moved. I yeah. mean, so even that is not... Yeah, yeah no, it's nothing, 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 yeah. Is nothing is not impermeable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. is forever. And, and the problem, too, is, like, you know, when we opened, we were on that cusp of, of, of the blogging situation of, of food in, in an easy media capacity. I mean, we went even back to when we opened, we had no photos printed on the menu. And I mean, now we, now Jill, like, you know, feeds a line of Instagram through. Yeah, I'm like, uh, and I love it, actually. I like the process. I like, go to their Instagram feed. It's delightful. Even just for, like, what she puts on the chalkboard in front of the restaurant every day, it makes my heart happy. Just go right now. (laughs) Go right now. It's Mrs. Doe, M-I-S-S-E-S-D-O-E, and Joe Doe Chef on Instagram and Twitter, and Joe and Mrs. Doe on Facebook. I was going to tell you in about five minutes. Just go right now while you're listening. (laughs) And I think that's what, you know, what one thing I could say again is that we've learned together as a couple, and I think that unfortunately part of the problem with um, the New York City restaurant scene right now is that there's no patience for that learning curve. Nobody wants to see what happens when you finally figure out how to use your space right. Um when that chef really settles in, when that place really takes hold in the neighborhood and people are going there because it makes them feel good and they've, they've felt good for many years now, um, it, it's, it's too much of a pump and dump where, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the chefs are really, you know, like, because at my age, you know, too, I would have loved to have a, you know, a job. So Joe, where you by the walk, way. Yeah, you, no, it's a great yeah. phrase. I love it. No, I, I love it. Genuinely. Would you walk in and, you know, I'm very real about it because like I, I went through it myself, you know, it, it would be great to be 25 to 30 years old as a chef in New York City, walk into a place that was financed by someone else. You know, who cares where their money comes from? And then, you know, P. Wells or Sam Sifton or somebody like that comes in, drops two stars on your head. You can go anywhere you want now. Yeah, but the owners don't necessarily they don't have, have a successful ability. restaurant. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so and that, that's, that's, the, that's, the pro, that's the thing that I think Jill and I understand more than anybody does is that what happens when the person's left holding the bag? You know, yeah. that, that's, what, that's what we understand more than anyone is that a restaurant's life or its lifespan is not is not is not all about those few moments in time when somebody writes it on paper. It's it's an unfortunate process, but I think that it would be nicer if you would see a little bit more of the the reviewing of places that have been open for a longer time, not so much the places that don't need the review getting reviewed six and seven and eight times. It's can sort I of, can I can I interrupt you for yes, a second? You can. I just just back to your original <laughs> question. I think was like how has your relationship changed, right, or evolved right. with the New with York the City, with the, the industry? Yeah. Um, I think that Joe and I have grown up like through the blogging kind of phase, and I know for certain Joe and I have learned how to uh, cre- keep our creative integrity and make money simultaneously. And I think that you'll find if you have other restaurant couples from New York that a lot of them don't necessarily own their businesses outright. And because Joe and I are 50-50 partners in our business, like, it all comes from us. And so... 52-48. Now we're you got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't let well, us slip he, on that. He got the answers right, so <laughs> I'm thinking about... Uh, She's up in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? So, like, because, like, we are actual owners and we are young, like, we opened our business in our 20s. So most people don't do that in New York City. It's actually kind of insane um, that we actually did that. And And... 
And we survived. Uh, yeah, and we survived for this many years. And I just think that Joe and I have grown up with the business. We want different things out of it. We recognize what other people have, and we're no longer envious of what other people have. As you know how we're, hard we're secure yeah, in our yeah. in, in where we fit in in the in the business. And Joe is able to. Um, retain his creativity and I'm able to make money for the both of us Hustle. Yeah. and um, I think we're we're in a happy yeah. marriage yeah unfortunately we I love you guys so much um, <laughs> listeners a shameless self plug go to uh, thevillagevoice.com and search my profile Jacqueline and Pozo and you'll find my piece with them and then there's more from the interview because we talked for like two hours the day I came into the restaurant uh, so go to wordsfoodart.com and there's more words from them there because they are both eloquent and smart and have a shitload of really insightful stuff about this industry to share. Uh, so lots of words with them are up there. But before we go, can you please describe your what you love the most about your partner in only three words? I'm going to say it first. No. Okay. You're negative. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's kind. She's a absolute bulldog. And uh, I think that she is just the most loving and caring person. Yeah, I know that was more than three words. <laughs> um, I'm going to say intelligent, hardworking, and he's got a lot of a lot of personal pride, which I, I thought think you're going to say balls. I, <laughs> I thought balls was coming. I know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot she, of balls. she rounded up for the beat. Okay. A, right. a lot of chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Well, thank you guys so. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank, thank you, you thank you so, so much for sharing so much. We really, really. Yeah, I mean, my big yeah. takeaway from hearing you guys today is like I kept hearing you both say the words "grow up," and "grown up," um, and I think it's amazing how well you seem to do that together. Together, yeah. Um, and Partnership, I'm like really man. impressed by that, and sort of really looking at your relationship as like a great model for people. Yes, it's really agreed. impressive. Agreed. Like, for better and for worse, too. Like, hard stuff and triumph. Thank you. Very admirable. Humbly. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, you can find more about Joe and Jill DeBias in the restaurant at www.joeandmrsdoe.com. That's Mrs. spelled out M-I-S-S-E-S-D-O-E.com, as well as on Facebook as Joe and Mrs. Doe. And on Twitter and Instagram, Joe is at Joe Doe Chef, and Jill is at Mrs. Doe, and you can get more about them on our website, www.lovebitesradio.com, where you can find out more about our upcoming guests and all of the 50-plus shows we've done for you in the past. You can also find us on all social platforms as at Love Bites Radio, and even though we are not live in the studio today, chances are I'm still tweeting and Instagramming away, so come play with me in real time there. Thank you, as always, to our engineers, Pierre and David. Our theme song is Give Love by the loveliest Josh Dion. And we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. Love Bites will be back at the same time next week, right here at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. 
Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.